0: Welcome to Getting Curious, I'm Jonathan Van Ness. Wait, this isn't Freak by Quinn. What? Is this even an episode of Getting Curious? Yes! And most weeks, honey, you know I sit down for a gorgeous conversation to learn all about something that makes me curious. But this week, I'm in the guest seat for an episode of Scam Goddess, hosted by Lacey Mosley, who is so fucking funny, honey. We're obsessed with her. And we're sharing that episode on our main feed as well. We love the team at Scam Goddess, and I had a great time scheming, I mean, speaking with Lacey, all about scams, fraud, and more. Listen in, and if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to her show as well.
1: What's poppin' congregation? It's your girl, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. Back with another installment of Scam Goddess, the podcast that celebrates robbery and fraud. Well, most of it. Uh, And the people who participate. Guys, I'm very what? Yes, I'm extremely excited for today's guest. This is a huge get. I feel like I scammed them. Uh, You know, you got to stalk a little bit every now and then. You got to be in a bush every now and then in the middle of the night to get an amazing podcast guest. And I'm willing to do that for you all. Okay. Today we have an Emmy nominated television personality, comedian, best-selling author, podcaster, hairstylist, and hair care innovator. Check out their Earwolf podcast and Netflix show at the same damn time getting curious with jonathan van ness and also queer eye don't forget to check out their hair care line JVN and hair and their new book entitled love that story observations from a gorgeously queer life congregation please welcome jonathan van ness to the show jonathan Hi, thanks for having me. I just
0: had this daydream when you were doing that intro that, like, wouldn't that be really funny if when I started talking, I had like a really straight man voice all of a sudden they were like, wait, so, who is this? And I was like, hello, thanks for having me. That was <laughs> that's as close to a straight man voice as I can do. I can't really do it. Did it really go say. like
1: kind of Italian? You're like, hello, thanks for having me. Hello,
0: I don't know what it what is. is, that, is.
1: Jersey?
0: I don't know who I am. <laughs> who? yeah. I don't know, Lazy. Yeah, but like Bernie Sanders is a straight. Man, I don't know. I don't know. Who is that? I know. That was I it was a know.
1: very... I love that, though. I love the... Uh, I feel like if anybody is aggressively straight, it's probably a New Jersey accent or, like, a Boston accent.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Those accents Northeastern. are... Northeastern.
1: Right. But wait, I have to say, so, Jonathan, you have a lot of jobs. And normally, to me, I that do. indicates we might have, like, maybe a, a scammer or at least somebody who enjoys a scam on our hands. Because you have several I... employments. I do have several employments
0: I I don't <laughs> know about like a scam that like I well okay when I think well you haven't even gotten there yet but I was like really racking my brain for scams and I do feel like um I I did take part in one but I feel Ooh, bad about
1: sometimes okay listen we all we all stray. We all have to do what we have to But can I only did it for, but I only
0: did it for like for like seven days.
1: Okay, so now I'm super curious. What I have to say before we get into that? Congratulations on your Emmy nomination again for Queer. That's Thank amazing. You. Thank that is you. so amazing. I'm so know, excited for that. you.
0: I know. I can't believe it. I, so, uh,
1: I mean, crazy. who's out here making the girls cry more than This Is Us? You.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're a snub. I can't believe Mandy Moore didn't get. A- Fucking nomination. I heard it was because of you. (laughs) <laughs> no, she, we're not even up for the same thing. I know
1: honey. I'm messing with you, but <laughs> but no, but that's amazing. So um, yeah, you're you're right into it. What what is your relationship with scams, Jasmine? First of all,
0: I'm like so gullible that I like thought you were like dead serious. I was like, no, 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 because you know she's like the lead like, actress. Where I was like, you're Girls. so sweet. i was be like, I was like, uh. you're like <laughs> I remember. no, I love
1: Walk to Rem- Remember. I remember that was a really Conley. good show. It
0: was really good. I cried. Her fringe, actually, her bangs made me cry in that movie. That fringe was like what, like what were we? going through in that era. She
1: was going through a lot. That's why she had the bae-yang.
0: She was. Yes, she was. And she really was. Um, (laughs) But this is really shameful for me to admit, but I worked at Glamour Shots for a whole week. And... (laughs) I did, and it was before I went into hair school, and I had the worst job. I had to be the person in the front of the glamour shots. Like, Mm -hmm. I was in the Mall of America, honey. Not the Mall of America, the Mall of America. Now, is that the big one? The big one. Okay. And and I had to stand in front of the the thing, and I had to, like, flag walkers by to be like, would you like to get your glamour shots today? (laughs) Like, you get your hair and makeup, you get, like, a full glam situation. Like, we got clothes coming in. So, and that was my only job. Like, once... I got them in that and then I mm. went on to the next, right? Like I didn't like I didn't do anything for them like throughout the process, right? So but you disappear.
1: So you roped them in.
0: I disappear. I rope them in. And these really sweet ladies who said they were sisters, but I believe them to be a lesbian couple. Um, <laughs> you know, because this was like two thousand and four. <laughs> For, or no, it was 2005. So it was like a different era, you know?
1: But if you're and a lesbian like, couple, wouldn't you just be like, you besties? Like, that's what we do in the black community. You got that one auntie who always bring her roommate and they always wearing white linen. <laughs> but I haven't heard of saying we're sisters. <laughs> I'm like, why is uh, you yeah, your to like making it out?
0: Like, I feel like they were like, um, yeah, they were like, this is my sister. And, um, but then they wouldn't do like this like, host, but they ended up they, cause the whole thing was, is it like, and I learned this. I wonder if Glamour Shots is still in business. Whatever. Maybe we bleep Glamour Shots like Beatrix Kiddo, but like, or maybe we don't. <laughs> we should have put them on blast because this is fucked right. up. So basically, they sell you like the biggest bundle first and then like walk you down from there, right? Yeah. So these little, these, you know, ladies, they had like six teeth between both of them oh. and they gave them the little flippers, honey. So they gave what? them like, they, they had some like little fake things. Glamour like, Shot slippers. gave you teeth? They gave them some click-in teeth, honey, to, and they really like. They just really gave them a full transformation, and then they sold them a package that had like life-size cutouts, like all of these things. They had to go to the bank in the Mall of America to remortgage their trailer, honey. I got like an eight hundred dollar commission. They sold them like an eight thousand dollar package where they had to go like take out a dang loan, and they did. Like they did. Okay. And so then when they left, they were like, You just made eight hundred dollars. And I was like, What? They had to re like and so then, like two days later. There was a company meeting, honey, and like the general manager was in, like, or like the mm-hmm. district manager, right? And you're supposed to wear black or white, right? But I wore this stunning black and white turtleneck that was like the snow okay. on TV. And, no like, rules in the day problem. when I'd be like, we'd be like, <sighs> you know, so like the TV goes like black yeah. and white, you know? I wore that. It was like that. It was like little black and white, like thread. It was gorgeous. And this fucking heterosexual man got in my face and was like, Do you not know the meaning of black and white? Do I mean, you that's not what you were wearing? <laughs> no, or black. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you not? You're so right. Black or white. He said black or white because he had to okay, black Jackson. or white. Black it was or that, white. Was that? He
1: was like, and so it. he was
0: like, "You have to go buy a new shirt if you want to work here." And I was like, "Okay." And so then I just left. I just like walked out. Never went back. I was like, "I'll be back in ten minutes." And then I just left. So I left the scam early. I was there for a good seven days. I got like one like $890 paycheck, and then I never went back, darling. I couldn't stand it, darling.
1: Okay. See. Jonathan, I can tell you're super sweet because this is just you being employed, which is a scam technically. But, <laughs> but the fact that you were like, "Oh, this is just so horrible!" Like you teed it up, like you were gonna tell me you were out here, I don't know, playing three card monty or stealing from elderly people and oh no, them. I didn't do that. <laughs> what? I, what is like? I mean. No, I I love this because it is a scam. Like having someone refinance their home for some photos. Okay, do they at least get to take the fake teeth with them? Because then it's like they got a new dental job.
0: But they were like, they were like, they were like glued on flippers. They were like these like teeth you had to like glue. They were just like, it was like a retainer that teeth on the outside where the top was pink and the bottom were white things. And then you put glue in there and you just like clicked it into whatever was in there. They were like temporary like flippers.
1: I love the glamour shots. Was like, oh yeah, we doing um, dental work too. We do braces. We (laughs) come to glamour shots. We do acrylic teeth. So apparently, there's like five stores still, like still five glamour shots around. So you can y'all go get your. Why y'all going to the dentist? You can get your teeth did at glamour shots.
0: Glamour shots. They really are doing the most. You know, I have to say. They did great hair and makeup. I mean, they were giving you... Yes. And 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 before 2005, I mean, everybody who was anybody had a Glamour Shots. Hunt.
1: I got my BBL at Glamour Shots. Uh, what's that? <laughs> they doing it all. Oh, Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> 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 they doing it all over there. What y'all want? Botox, they really Glamour. They really are.
0: What else is like a scam? Oh, bleach and tones are a scam. Wait, like bleach... It- Like bleach and tones are a scam. I feel like I like because people come into the salon like wanting Mm -hmm. a bleach and tone, and you're like, girl, that's like Photoshop. And like it's Photoshop and it's extensions and their roots are yellow, but they Photoshopped it white. Like her hair doesn't look like that. Like
1: they Photoshop hair? Okay, see, I know they Photoshop hair where they like put pieces because you know, I when I do Photoshop, they'll Photoshop color,
0: they'll put your face on another body. Oh, yeah, density. They'll Photoshop everything. So like every color like yes so short story yes so when you bring like a picture of a magazine into your hairdresser and you're like I want this what I would say to people is like well what part do you want to start with because there's $10,000 of photoshop there's mm-hmm. $5,000 of extension that glamour team taught or charge I don't know maybe like but Jonathan you're not H. doing
1: glamour hair you're not giving them permanent photoshop when they leave the hair salon? <laughs>
0: I mean, people sometimes just have, like, really big expectations, honey. Like, really big expectations. You're like, I'm a hairdresser. I'm not a plastic surgeon. I'm not a doctor. I'm <laughs> not a miracle I'm not, worker. I'm not, I'm not. I'm a colorist, which is a artist. Okay, I'm an artist. I'm not a doctor. You right, know?
1: you're an artist. Yes. I, what's interesting to me about that couple, because now I'm thinking about them so fondly, these sisters are maybe. Really like, cute. Like, they were really cute.
0: They What did so they do cute. with
1: these cutouts? You know?
0: That's like, I was wondering that. I was wondering that when I heard the story. I was like, where are they going to put that? But, I mean, they got, like, hundreds of wallet size, like, you know, sheets and sheets and sheets of, like, the wallet cutouts. To, and, like, 8 by 10s And, like, life-size cutouts. They got, like, uh, like trays. Like, like, trays with, like, the pick. Like, they got everything you could get. They so,
1: like, put it on a T-shirt. Put it on a pillow. Yes. Put it on my panties. Give me okay? the max. Give me the yes. max. We want a couch with our photos on it. I love this. What if they started a business? It's giving business. Like, they took these glamour shots and their new dental work and hair and clothes and maybe they started a business.
0: They <laughs> did, like, a before OnlyFans. Like, it was, like, before, like like early 2000s. Like.
1: Ha- door-to-door OnlyFans?
0: <laughs> yeah, door-to-door OnlyFans. Can I interest you in this, like, cardboard cutout? But it wasn't that sexy because they were very... <laughs> you know, it Ma'am? was very... Yeah. It Y'all was... having dinner? <laughs> and those outfits... And those outfits that we that they left in, that or that they wore, because they didn't leave in them, but their outfits, that would have scared somebody. There was boas, there was cowboy we're, hats.
1: we your locals, probably lesbians, but maybe mm-hmm. sisters. And we just want to know if you wanted some personalized photos of us, like a subscription. We come to your house every Thursday during dinner and give you glamour shots of us. And, like a or, door-to-door OnlyFans is amazing to me. Like, I want that. I want to uh, be a part of that.
0: It, and maybe it was safe back then to do that. I don't know. You know? <laughs>
1: Yeah, you can't door-to-door OnlyFans anymore. You can Not barely cut co knives, which is already weird. You couldn't
0: do it in 2005 either. Or, like, I don't think you could ever really safely door-to-door, you know? It's like...
1: I mean, look, the, the, the girlies are still door-to-doring. They definitely were in 2005. It's, I, how you do it now, I don't understand. But I love that. I love that for them. I hope that they started a beautiful scam business together. That is mm. my prayer. But, guys, mm. we're going to take a quick break for some non-scam advertisements. We'll be back with our next segment. What is hot it fraud? Scams. And we're back and it's time for what's hot for raw. This is where we warn our listeners about the scams that are popping in the streets. And more often than not, these days, we get a letter from you guys. As always, snitch on your friends and family at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com. Just make sure the scam is retired because we don't want to what? Yes. Fuck up your bag. Amen. So... Oh,
0: I bet you were going to say, like, become implicated in a crime.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck up your bag. Uh, that's essentially what being implicated in a crime is. The police come in and they fuck up the bag. Or... Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I don't want to have to go testify, you know? of right. my email.
1: You know. Now, listen. Also, like, I delete some of these because I'm like, oh, this is a crimey crime. Like, I can't be involved in this. I never saw this. But, <laughs> <laughs> but today we're talking about something light, which I think is cute because Jonathan, your scam, your glamour shot scam is so light and cute. And I love that you felt bad. Um, but I also love these ladies, and I hope that they're somewhere doing amazing at, with I their gluten okay, teeth. Yeah, they were
0: like 50, and they're they're totally alive. They're hundred percent alive, unless like they befell like a tragic. End. <laughs>
1: unless they died, you're yeah, totally unless they alive. Died. Unless they died, but they yeah. d- definitely. I bet died. they didn't. No, I know that <laughs> they're out there unless living they good. They did. Where are they? Are they okay? Uh,
0: please be okay,
1: Lord Jesus. Lesbian sisters, you know this song. This song. Yeah, it's my song. Uh, let's record it. Do it for Pride next year.
0: <laughs> okay. Let's I'd be put okay. A remix on it. <laughs>
1: lesbian sisters (laughs) i love it beautiful so i need a fake name for this person we don't care about gender on this podcast um vladislava vladislava
0: vladislava she's got a heart of gold her name is vladislava and she is your person
1: so Vladislava says, "Hey girl, this is some bullshit, and I feel bad. <laughs> what a first sentence, Vladislava." <laughs>
0: I says, love <laughs> Vladislava's take on like American. Like she's so like she already gets it. Like
1: she already gets yes. all the terms. I
0: love her. So she
1: says, "I only did it once. I was hanging out with this low life friend of mine in high school, and at the food court in the mall, she said to get a free meal, I should take a piece of my own hair and put it in the fried rice and teriyaki dish that I had been eating at." the end of my meal. So what, I love this Vadaslava, because you threw your friend under the bus. You did it. You me, I was hanging out with this low-down, dirty skank bitch and she told me to do crime. Like, how you gonna put it all on your friend? Your friend was trying to get you a free meal. Your friend sounds benevolent and caring. Why you gotta call her low-down? <laughs> I don't like that, Vadaslava.
0: I, <laughs> I really needed a well-placed skank. Like, I haven't heard <laughs> someone say skank in like too long. That was like such a good word and it, Need, I'm really glad it needs that you to are... Com-
1: it's comical. It's like calling somebody a goofy bitch. It's just funny. Okay? <laughs>
0: it's so good. And it's like not... Like, I don't think it has any, like, really fucked up. Like, it's just like a good... Yeah. Old, like, it's like a good word.
1: It hits the ear right, too. Like, hussy. Does, you know, yes. you call what somebody you a say? hussy.
0: Did you say skank bitch? Is yeah. that what you... Yeah, that's... That really... Mm, mm. That feels nice.
1: It flows. The way it flows off the tongue. And so skank I have this... bitch? <laughs> Not with a little dance. I wish I could see Jonathan. He hit the yeah. shoulders. He hit him with the shoulders. <laughs> I love it. But so, also, chicken teriyaki in the food court mall is a very specific memory for me. You worked in the Mall of America, so I would imagine that has to be too Because, you know, they would be standing out there with the chicken on the stick, getting the girls hooked. I was okay? an
0: Auntie Anne's pretzel person. I Those pretzels really, really do it for me
1: they do it for me too the cinnamon sugar even the pizza one like I can Mm -hmm. bust down on an auntie I love auntie and her aunts actually oh my god wow so the first job that I ever had in New York like professional performer job was a non-union auntie aunts commercial for pretzel day and I got the job I auditioned in my apartment I did self tape off backstage.com which is low key a scam but also like if you just starting out, get involved in the scam why not see you might get murdered or you might get you might be backstage or you might be in a back alley But, but you know you gotta take that so i put like put the video <laughs> camera on and like you were supposed to dance with a bag of pretzels now i don't dance with snacks no more because i'm black and i i should have realized <laughs> i shouldn't be dancing with with products you know but at the time i'm trying to get my career off the ground so i was out here dancing with this bag just dancing my heart out and then i got the job 250 dollars on <throat> pretzel day my black ass dancing <laughs> with pretzels if I I know where the pictures are, I will post these on the Instagram. But yeah, I used to be slanging them.
0: I have to tell you something really funny. Um, we were doing a queer eye shoot the other day, and our mm-hmm. hero was this like really, really, really sweet, sweet um black man who I don't want to say too much. because I can't give it away, but he's like right. in an LTR, you know, with his wifey. Mm-hmm. And we were looking at their kitchen, and I was like looking at their kitchen table, and I was like, oh my god, like remember that show Mad About You?
1: Yeah. And then Karamo
0: looked at me, and he was like honey, we're black. We don't watch that shit. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, no!
1: Good about that thing, like dumb stuff like that. But I was just gonna say they fucked the table. That's not dumb. Some black people like, watch Mad About You. He didn't have to do you like that. He didn't have to do you, do you, you like that. See, okay. So but you, you think that, that he plays you. About- you? He plays you because I watch Mad About You and Dharma and Greg and you know, I love me some tall salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> going again. He didn't have to do you like that. Okay. You <laughs> feel so much better, Lacey, because <laughs> I was like, I don't think that like a lot of people, I mean, she won like five Emmys in a row. I'm sure why people watch Mad About You
0: too. <laughs>
1: Yeah, some of us was mad about her, you know. And I just love that you could then, or
0: uh, I just love that they fucked on that kitchen table so much. That's all I was trying to say. Yes. I just thought that was nice that a married couple would still want each other so much that they would throw the stuff off their kitchen table and fuck right there. That was so cute, I thought.
1: That's sexy. I didn't even know that people really did that in real life. I thought that was just a movie thing where, like, you know in a movie when they have a sex scene and it's always, like, the straight couple, they they, they pick the—the the man picks the woman up and then they just start knocking everything off the counter and then they humping on the wall and then they on the floor and they just beat—like, the house looks like it went through a tornado afterwards. And I'm like, is anybody really having sex like that?
0: We don't do that because our stuff is too cute. Like,
1: yeah.
0: our, 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 our little, like, tchotchke things on the counter, it's, like, all of it's way too cute— I do like being like firmly yet non-violently picked up and pressed upon a wall, but That's not like not. on sort. Yeah, I do like that, but I think it's even but not, on, when my up- yes. no. not, not no. on my good
1: eggshell. Yeah, not on my good crew. Yeah, it's even better when they're Put
0: like strong enough to realize like not fuck anything up, and it's like right. just on some drywall. You know, just, like, you got touch nice- up
1: paint, dick. Do you have touch <laughs> up paint, dick? That's what I need to know. Wait, what was the scam? <laughs> so the scam <laughs> so the scam is is that Vatislava is putting hair in oh, yeah. her teriyaki. Yeah. You know, cause they used to slag the teriyaki on the block, on the mall block. Yes. They like get one of these toothpicks, get into yes. it. Yeah, in your mouth. And um I used to love that. I feel like they don't do that anymore. Everything is gone, you know? It's
0: all gone. We can't do samples anymore with COVID, but yes. They can do samples.
1: I feel like they stopped because it was a good excuse to save some money when they know I want to suck on some chicken teriyaki in the mall while I'm at the Victoria's Secret. That's not right, okay? Uh, Also, shout out to Adam Conover. Adam ruins everything. Um, If you stay in a hotel, and then we're going to get back on track. If you stay in a hotel... Get room service because you know we're still kind of in the deep in the COVID situation, and so a lot of hotels have scaled back on room service, and they'll say like just call if you want it. And you think you're being a good person because you're like oh I'm not having the room clean and I'm saving people from exposure or something. No, they're doing that so they can save money on not having to pay housekeepers. And the less that y'all call for room service, the less housekeepers that they have to hire, which leaves a lot of these people out of work. So if you're in a hotel, the right thing to do is call the girlies and be like yes I would like my towels and whatnot. Every day and let it happen so that they can have job security.
0: And stop taking, like, 20 minutes to get this coffee up here. Like, you need to hire more people. You know? Yeah!
1: They're trying to skip out because they're like, oh, y'all, uh, it's us, Mr. Uh, Hilton. We down bad as sad no. with the COVID. <laughs> so we only got four people on staff. Are y'all cool with not having no new towels? How many times can you wipe your ass with the same towel? Have you thought about that? Greta Turnberg would say your whole stay. <laughs>
0: Do you stand up? Because I need to come to your show. Like, you, you do it because you <laughs> yeah, need to be do. doing it. Yeah, you are just, this is like, I've never had so much fun on a podcast. Oh, but yeah. that particular scam is giving me, I feel like they watch Heartbreakers. I feel mm-hmm. like they were just really watching Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver. Like, live their best lives. But it's such a
1: cute, innocent thing. So I'm going to say, Vadaslava, you shouldn't feel as bad about this as you do. She says, so, so, you know, she putting the hair in there. And then at the end of her meal, she would bring it up to the people and show them the hair. And they would refund her the cost of the meal. It wasn't that cool of me. And that friend laughed and said, she does it all the time. And that fucked me up. I didn't feel good about it. I was probably only 16 or 17. But if you're really broke as hell and need some food, I don't know, just... Something I thought of. Love the show, boo. I, I, okay, Vadislava, are you a cancer? Like, what is your sign? Because it's giving, like... <laughs> you are so cute. Girl, if you were broke and you needed your money more than the teriyaki man did, then go ahead and get your money back for that teriyaki bowl. Because they was giving out the teriyaki on the stick. They done gave out the equivalent of, like, 50 of them bowls all day at the mall. I know. I took 10 samples. I walked away with a tray.
0: Yes, and it's not like the people that work there were getting paid commission.
1: Right. It's not like they're like, I can't feed my family because Vladislava stole another teriyaki bowl.
0: Meanwhile, they're going to have like some manager of like that place. be like, actually, our sales numbers do get us bonuses and so (laughs) Vladislava did rat buck us. You know what I'm saying?
1: We actually hate that bitch. Could you tell us Uh, where she lives? uh, We're we're getting an angry mob together. (laughs) 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 All right, well... Vladislava, I think you're a, good, you're a good person. And also, Second. I think your friend is a good person. I think you need to call that friend and apologize because they was just trying to help you get involved in some crime. Yes. And there's nothing wrong. I love a friend who gets me involved in some crimes. So, guys, we're going to take another quick break for some non-scam advertisements, and we'll be back with my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. Robbery! And fraud! And we're bad, yeah. And it's time for my favorite part of the show, Historic Hoodwinks. This is where I will regale Jonathan with a famous con caper group of criminals. And we'll figure out if we like them. If we hate them, we never know, right? Um, I'm really excited for this because we have a rule. We always say this rule up top. When we have amazing celebrities with huge followings, the scam is always a dead person. So that way no one can not. I'm not responsible if a poltergeist comes for you, Jonathan. Now, that's out of my...
0: I am waiting on beta breath for this scam.
1: Yes. So we do a note up top here because we don't scam our journalists. Much of the research from the story came from John Ronson's 2014 The Guardian article The Big Eye Children The Extraordinary Story of Epic Art Fraud. Uh, so guys, we always put those links in the footnotes. If you want to go read some more, check it out. Educate yourself the more you know. Okay. There is a content warning up top here too. This discussion, there's a discussion of emotional abuse in the story. So if perhaps this is not the day for that for you. Now you know, uh, but you guys know I we, we treat everything with care. We try not to get it too sad over here. Okay, we we're true fun crime. Okay. So, let's go. Walter Keene's big eye paintings could be found on postcards in every grocery store and pharmacy in the 1960s. Famous actors were patrons of his art, and he gained fame as the creator of melancholic big-eyed children. But no one knew his secret, one that only he and his wife, Margaret Keene, knew. Okay. Do we have a picture of uh, one of these pieces of art with the big-eyed? Oh, so he was, like, doing, like, little anime babies? wowsers is this recent what's the secret it was in the 60s what was it well he was that he could draw well no there's there's definitely a secret here but nobody knew what it was at the time so this is homeboy posing with a canvas giving artists that's giving artists to me
0: it is giving artists but it's also like giving me like after watching morbid or listening to morbid so much and just like watching all these like true crime documentaries like I don't know what the scam is, so my brain goes to pedophile, but you said that it was a fun crime thing, so it could be a pedophile, Yeah, no, right? we
1: do not cover... I don't we don't we... do pedophiles.
0: What's his problem? What'd he do? do? What'd what he what fuck up? I've been listening <laughs> to too much morbid. Yeah, I then why breath. are you
1: so anxious right now?
0: Because <laughs> what's his problem with the babies? They got big eyes, and he's like a <laughs> white man, so what? what's he doing?
1: Yo, we know we live in a crazy world when we're like a a white, a straight white man drawing babies. We're like, what's going on? We need to investigate. No, it has nothing to do with that. So, in 1946, Walter Keene was in Berlin traveling to Europe to learn how to be a painter. According to his memoir, he found himself staring at the heartbreaking big eyed children fighting over food, victims of the aftermath of the war. He would later recall, as if goaded by a kind of frantic despair, I sketched these dirty, ragged little victims of war with their bruised, lacerated minds and bodies and their matted hair and running noses. Um, Walter, this there is giving like... survivors
0: of war or something, you
1: know? Yeah, Walter, this is giving like you see people who need help and you pull out your camera phone and start making the video so you can go viral. Because, like, if you see these children, I understand, like, art, it, it definitely spreads, you know, art can be a political statement and a lot of times is. And so maybe you can share these images with the world who may not realize the consequences of war that men love to do, right? I get that. But I'm also like, did you help them at all? Did you get them some food? Did you, Or did you just... Sketch while they fought for the bread. I don't know. It just the way that he wrote it, I'm like, it's so it's he ripped.
0: So he ripped it off. Like someone had already made these babies and he stole the art.
1: No, so he, at this time, all we know is that he saw the kids, he started painting the kids, he saw little Oliver Twist and was like, we I gonna just want to know why he's
0: a swindler, honey. What did he do?
1: We're going to get there. Oh my God. <laughs> I have never had a guest this impatient, but the energy is so amazing that I love it. Well, Everyone's going to love i dying to hear this story. So 15 years later, he found a purpose for his art. The recent invention of the American suburb gave many homemakers an earnest need to cover their blank walls. So when the girls were prosperous, the boomers who got houses for like $15 and, and a Coca-Cola, you know, they needed art in their houses. So we have a photo of a piece of art that he did and people are starting to like buy these, right? Now, Personally, I don't know if I would want this sad-ass photo in my house. Like, what, do you want this above your coffee maker? Like, just the saddest little baby no, in I poverty? No, I do
0: like—I like the texture on the stairs, but the kid is just so sad And also, when you said big-eyed babies, I thought they were going to be more like precious moments, which are, like, cute.
1: Right! Preci- he was like, let's do precious moments, but, but
0: Creepy, yes.
1: What if all the precious moments were depressed? <laughs> like, what?
0: Yes.
1: This- it's actually
0: kind of— yashitomo nara this japanese artist who draws mm. these like really big eyed creepy babies but it's like this guy is doing like a less cool version of yashitomo nara
1: yeah i feel like there's a place for this maybe i will look at it in an art exhibit but i don't know if i would want this in my house like i'm not trying to wake up and see it just to, like the saddest baby when i wake up i house. like the cat
0: though i will say i like that cat
1: Oh yeah, the cat is cute. If we could just crop the cat, and I would I would maybe do the cat. Yeah, so, the cat's nice. Minnie chose Walter's melancholic big-eyed Children to put on their walls. So, this is the 60s. Everybody getting a house for $2, and they're like, We need paintings. We need art. So, this is like before Ross, probably. So, people weren't buying their art at Ross. They're like, What are we going? Where are we going to get it? Oh, sad babies. That's the move. Put them in our houses. So, despite his melancholic subjects, Walter was known as a charming womanizer whose love of women only matched his love for himself. I don't know if charming and womanizer should be in the same sentence, and they definitely shouldn't be consecutive. Like, that. I feel like, well, a lot what's of charming about are, a womanizer?
0: Well, because they do it at first, you know, they do it for you, but then they, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, no, you're a piece of shit. But at yeah. first, they At first, it's a- all,
1: like, woman, and then it's nizer. Then they yes. start nizing you.
0: <laughs> yes. I hate a, you know, a nizing person. Like, yeah, stuff I'm not that.
1: trying to get nized. That's that's terrible. Can't but, you be nice? <laughs> right. Be nice. Don't be nized. I don't want to yeah. be nized. So... Meeting Margaret. According to Walter, so he's a big bachelor. He's just drawing sad babies and fucking. That's his whole life. Draw a sad baby, you know, pull another girl, you know, that's his life, right? So according to Walter, uh, his first meeting with a woman who would become his wife took place outside an outdoor art exhibit in San Francisco in 1955. Mm. Um, so San Francisco, 1955. Very cool. He was still an unknown artist waiting for recognition. In his memoir, he said Margaret's first words to him were, I love your paintings. You are the greatest artist I've ever seen. You are also the most handsome. Liar.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> wait. That was her first words to you? She walked up and was like, hi. Not, no, there's not even a <laughs> hi. Her first words are, I love your paintings. You are the greatest artist I've ever seen. You are also the most handsome. You have big dick energy. Like, it's like that she said all that. Not even hi. my name is Margaret, nothing else. She just says, okay. (laughs) Okay. Maybe
0: she did. I wanted her, and when you were recapping it, I wanted it to be like, and I'm into anal.
1: (laughs) and i'm into anal and i love cooking breakfast and lunch and dinner <laughs> and my passion is getting shit stains out of men's underwear when they don't wipe properly like like what like who is this woman
0: <laughs> i cannot even
1: so vacuuming intense. makes me come do you want to do that? I do feel like for
0: <laughs> queer couples or like men who have sex with men couples or like non-binary people, just or just it's actually not because I it's just like when you're really into anal sex, I feel like you clean your butt better because you are terrified of your partner. Like you just never would want them to see that because yeah. it's like they Painting? that's like their yeah. that's their playground is like your butthole. So like you don't yeah. want to be leaving skin marks anywhere because it's like that's their playground. And you right. don't want you to know that your playground has shit in it.
1: And I wish that everyone <laughs> playground has shit in it. I wish that everyone would just do that because it's just the, like, we should all just be clean all of the time. But yeah, no, that's like mortifying painting. But I will say I was in Hawaii and I had a Japanese <sighs> Lazy, toilet.
0: sorry, but you were so right. That is like, wow. You really just made me realize something. I was like only wanting to keep my asshole right for someone else <laughs> and like not for me. But
1: not for you. And that
0: <laughs> fucked up. Uh, like think about I the confidence enjoyed, that you
1: have for walking me, out with a clean for me, taint Yes,
0: a clean tan, just being like you could eat me out right now, and I would feel so <laughs> confident. And why was I wait? That is so fucking. I need Karamo I need to go on queer. I like. I need the other Fab Four to like. Why have I? That is do wow, it for Lacey, you. Wow, do it for you. Do That's it what for I would you. Say. Do it for you.
1: Fleet for you. What I were come you- out with a brand of fleets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming out with a line of fleets, guys.
0: Is <laughs> is like, it's like kind of like a cleaner, like reusable one than balloons. It's like not, the, it's like, it's a cleaner or, ooh, ooh, or you know what we really need is someone to come out with like a cleansing solution for the inside of your things. Like if,
1: Oh, like so you can like keep, so it's like reusable, like the Diva cup where yes, you can like yes, reuse like, really, it and yes. wash it. Cause they
0: have reusable yeah. ones, but it's like, I get No one wants to like, deal ner- with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I want, but it's like, but like plastic, like, why does the environment have to suffer, right. like, for our assholes? Once, our once a
1: turtle has a fleet stuck in its nose, they'll, they'll I, get and, wise. And, and <laughs> honestly,
0: it's already probably happens all the time. Oh my God, no. Oh it really no! does. I, I and saying, that's why we have to make douche cleansing solution. Like, Cleansing solution for reusable douches, lazy, And that is really fucking important, okay? Listen, it
1: is. It is. Also, like, I I feel like all of my reps would be like, this is such a weird pivot. But I want to come out with, like, an affordable Japanese toilet. Because that Japanese toilet, I was in Hawaii. I was sitting on it. It's warm every time you sit on it. The bidet is bideting, And, like, I like, I feel like it's, I started it and I just shot off the toilet. It was crazy. I don't want to so... be this, like,
0: out-of-touch celebrity. But after I got back from Japan, I got... Them all for my house. So I have, I, I have was- their automatic. When you walk in, like it it sits up. Like when you walk okay. in the room, it says, Are you ready? It's always warm. This one, when I was in Japan, Donald Trump was in office, obviously, right? Oh, God. And no. it was like, and I used to get up at like 3 30 in the morning when we were filming Queer Eye in Japan. So I could go mm-hmm. figure skating at like 4.30 in the morning. because I had to go that early to be ready in case we were shooting. It's like, because TV shows, they're so like worried about like when you live your life. So you have oh, to like live your life like before they want to live, live, you know? Yeah. So I was so, just like going oh my God. So You're was, like, like a okay, meat I'll puppet.
1: Get, They're like, little meat puppet, we need you here early. Yeah.
0: And so I'm I'm going to go do figure skating because I'll be so depressed if I don't. But I was reading about, like, that they were maybe gonna, they were thinking about, like, investigating Trump Jr. And I forgot that I had turned the bidet on. So I was reading this, like, Newsweek article about, like, potentially, like, Ivanka and Donald Trump Jr. like, getting investigated. Yeah, And I and then this, like, warm water was, like, just cleansing my asshole as I was reading this. And I just had this huge smile on my face. And then I realized that I'd been sitting there for, like, 10 minutes reading this article, just getting, like, this warm water blown up my ass.
1: Oh, my God. What a you guys, spiritual experience. we are like, I'm the reading best the best day. news. <laughs> And my Getting my
0: tank cleansed, like you guys, if you <laughs> haven't experienced that, it really is like it's, it's the next level.
1: You got it, yeah. I'm I, we got to make it more accessible. Actually, it's I'm, only a hundred
0: dollars, Lacey. Like that thing, it was like a hundred dollars, and you just have to get a Task Rabbit to like install it, and you too can have. Like, really? A, yeah, I thought like,
1: those... Japanese toys were like twenty thousand dollars.
0: No, girl, you it's, it's like a hundred dollar thing that like goes. You like take your lid off, and like you, you replace. <laughs> You're, you, you just take, you screw off the American part and then you just get, and it plugs in and you too, it, girl, it will blow dry your asshole and your vagina and your taint. It'll blow dry your privates. It it, it blow dries, it cleanses. You can set it for front, back.
1: I didn't it's, know that you could get it without buying the whole full like toilet Lady, thing.
0: I only have okay. the top part and it is okay. for you. And okay. I maybe that's the universal reason that I did this podcast today with you is that like, you needed to know that they were at your fingertips. and I now you know. know.
1: Yes. Now they're at my booty tips. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So, <laughs> so you know, Walter's saying that basically Margaret walked up to him and was like, you're the baddest man. You're the best, right? Later that night, he remembers that Margaret told him, you are the greatest lover in the world. Walter, now why you... <laughs> I want to meet somebody and be like I knew that this was my husband or my wife they were like you are so sexy and you have the most beautiful mouth like what is this like all these compliments to yourself what about your wife you didn't notice if you knew that you were going to marry her when you met her you're not talking about her smile that could light up a room you, you, you're not talking about her at all like she ain't had no way about her it's just about how nice she was to you and how much you would have shit okay Walter it's giving <laughs> conceit okay they married soon after that first meeting and he went on to have an incredibly successful Career as an artist. So Margaret's account. This is how Margaret says it went down. So that's how Walter said. Walter said Margaret came up and was like, "Oh my God, you are the most talented artist with like the the most delicious penis I've ever had in my life, and your paintings changed my whole world, and I would like to work for you as a wife." Let, now let's see what Margaret said happened. Margaret says. It's a little different. She said, In the mid-1950s, Walter spent most of his time at a San Francisco beatnik club, The Hungry Eye. Mm. Famous comedians, including Larry Bruce and Bill Cosby, uh uh-oh, performed on stage while he sold his big-eyed children paintings in front of the club. Now, if people are coming to a space to laugh, like, you outside, like, y'all want some paintings of the saddest children you've ever seen ravaged by war before you go laugh at a nasty man and another man? I I, I guess this is a good strategy. One night, Margaret went to the club with him. He told her to sit in a corner while he conducted business. But when someone asked her, do you paint too? She realized that he was there to sell paintings. Her paintings. For the first year of their marriage, unbeknownst to her, Walter had been taking credit for her big-eyed children. In actuality, Walter King couldn't paint to save his life.
0: So then what happened?
1: So let's... Can you pull up that photo with Walter with that uh, paint again? Because it was giving prop. <laughs> it was giving like, look at me paint. Is it giving Bob Ross, y'all? Is it... Does it look like I painted this? So he, he's not a they, painter.
0: So they get married and then he just took credit for her work?
1: Yes, he was stealing her art. So in his account... And the reason we did this, thank you, Kaylin, for burying the lead, is Walter was telling everybody on the street, all the girls, that he's this talented artist. And when he said he met his wife, he was like, my wife was like, oh my God, you are such a good painter and a good lover and you have the most money and the best dick and everything in the world. When in reality, he met this woman and realized that she was a great painter and then started selling her art as his own.
0: And then she went to that theater after dating him for a year and saw him selling her art.
1: So these are the first years of their marriage. So while they're married now, he's like, oh, come to the comedy club. And then didn't realize that what he had. She's like, what's you got in that bag? No, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Just come to the comedy club. Be cute. And so she didn't realize that he's over there slanging her art and pretending that it's his. The secret and so then painter. so what she do? So Margaret confronted him as soon as she found out and told him to stop. Walter tried to explain it first. We need the money. People are more likely to buy a painting if they think that they're talking to the artist. People don't want to think I can't paint and need to have my wife paint. People already think I painted the big eyes. And if suddenly I say it was you, it'll be confusing and people will start suing us. (laughs) So he was like, come on, everybody already thinks I'm the painter. Now, we don't want to mess that up for everybody and for us. Like, he basically gave her a bunch of excuses as to why he should be able to continue to pass off her art as his own. He was like, we need the money, baby. Who, who gonna pay the light bill if I don't plagiarize your work? Who, so I, I then what it. happened? So his solution was to have Margaret teach him how to paint big-eyed children so he could take credit f- only for her ideas and not for her actual work. So now he's like, okay, well, teach me how to do it, and then uh, you won't, I won't be stealing from you anymore. So she tried to teach him, which, Margaret, why don't you just get a divorce, child? And he failed. He might have been the best lover in the world. Because, Margaret, why are you staying? Did he have, like... <laughs> a
0: huge, really nice touch-up paint.
1: He had touch-up paint, Dick? That's yes. what he's giving. So, Margaret said, And when he couldn't do it, it was always my fault. You're not teaching me right. I could do it if you had more patience. I was really trying, but it was just impossible. No, you can't teach talent. Like, you can hone talent, but you can't teach somebody to have a skill that they don't have. Margaret wanted to leave, but she said she had no way to support herself or her daughter. Well, Margaret, you got your paintings... Okay. So she went along with it, the supportive wife to her genius husband. Now we do have to remember this is like the early 60s, 50s. So women, you know, barely had autonomy, didn't have any access to money, were essentially still property. And so she couldn't leave her husband. She had to let him keep scamming. Mm. Walter's thriving career By the early 1960s, keen prints and postcards were selling in the millions Margaret, of course, saw none of the money But she continued to paint and the family moved into a big, luxurious house Walter took the opportunity to throw massive celebrity-attended parties While Margaret continued to paint 16 hours a day He got his wife in a sweatshop in the basement Painted pictures while he upstairs being Great Gatsby Throwing scarves and yucking it up with celebrities
0: I can't.
1: They like Margaret. I can't with him. <laughs> I just imagine. I just imagine he's like talking to people about his art. You hear like a, and they're like, "What's what's that water?" Oh no, don't don't worry about that. Don't 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 worry about that. That's just uh my dog downstairs. Uh, <laughs> what you need, Margaret? Sir, can I have some more paint? <laughs> like I just imagine her and, like all of her twists in the basement, just painting all day. So how does it end? So not even the house staff were aware of what she was doing with her day. Her relationship also because they changed. were so rich. Right so her relationship changed with walter and did the freedom as well so the relationship the freedom that she used to have now she's basically an indentured painting servant to her husband which is horrible according to margaret the door was always locked so the curtains closed when walter wasn't home he'd usually call every hour to make sure that i hadn't gone out so this is abusive he's now locking this woman up it's like flowers in the attic but it's the painter in the attic making the paintings So the unhappy marriage then became more domineering and abusive while Walter lived a lush party life and Margaret stayed locked inside, painting away. Despite his many affairs, Walter didn't allow Margaret to have any friends and even abused her beloved chihuahua so much that they had to give it away. Walter, you are a nasty man. You are a horrible person. So he threatened that if she ever told their secret, he'd have his mafia friends 86 her. Meanwhile, he continued pressuring her into working day and night to create bigger and bigger works. Eventually, Margaret created a masterwork called Tomorrow Forever. It depicted hundreds of sad-looking, big-eyed children standing in a line that stretches across the horizon. That is
0: so fucking chilling, Mm -hmm. knowing what she was going through while creating all of these paintings.
1: And it depicted, like, all of these sad children, right? The organizers of the 1964 World Fair hung it up in their pavilion of education. So later Walter wrote in his memoir that his dead grandmother told him in a vision that Michelangelo has put your name up for nomination as member of our inner circle, saying that your masterwork tomorrow forever will live in the hearts and minds of men as his work would like the Sistine Chapel. So this is in his memoir. He was like, my grandma came back to me in a dream and told me that Michelangelo and them inducted me into the bad bitch painted hall of fame and that I'm just like the Sistine Chapel. He
0: must have been doing a ton of drama.
1: Yeah, it's giving... It's giving, like,
0: delusions of, like, Mm self-grandeur. It's giving LSD with coke. It's giving major uppers. It's giving, like, delusional uppers.
1: And despite the heaven-sent message from Michelangelo, art critic John Kennedy described the piece as tasteless hack work, contains about 100 children, and hence is about 100 times as bad as the average king. Damn, now y'all don't gotta be panning this. This woman was making the art. (laughs) <laughs> she's trying. So the World Fair promptly took it down, which made Walter furious. Margaret was also hurt as her children were personal expressions of her own feelings that she could never voice because right. she's actually the children in the painting. And I think if they knew the meaning that it wasn't this like, egotistical asshole who made it and it was actually this woman who feels the same thing as the children, they probably would have been more
0: so sad, you know,
1: empathetic of the artwork. And you know, it's artist subjective. So the truth comes out. After 10 years of marriage, eight of them spent in misery, Margaret and Walter divorced. Still Margaret promised that she'd continue to paint for Walter. Now Margaret, why girl, you down bad it says stop painting for this man. Put the brush down. No more strokes.
0: No more strokes.
1: But after twenty to thirty more paintings, she finally had had enough. Twenty to thirty is—I feel like a breaking point, sis. But I get it. She wanted to tell the truth. In October 1970, Margaret told a reporter from the UPI everything. Walter rampaged against Margaret and her claims. He denied all her claims that she was a true artist and swore that the big eyes were his. He also called Margaret a boozing, sex-starved psychopath who he once discovered having sex with several parking lot attendants. Um.
0: <laughs> So then did they do a draw-off on national television or something?
1: That's what needs to happen. I would have been like, okay, let's let's do a draw-off. Let's see who can draw. Also, like, this is such a specific thing to say that your wife did that I'm like, this is all projection. You had sex with several parking lot attendants. You did 100%. that. Yeah, 100%. Also, a boozing, sex-starved sar- psychopath. That sounds like you, too. This sounds like you were just but saying... But he
0: wasn't sex-starved because he was, like, a sex glutton.
1: But if, you, if you're if you a glutton, then you're constantly starved, Right.
0: Oh, I guess yeah, yeah. So he just has to have pussy all the time. So then what happened?
1: So having most lost almost entirely all of his credibility, Walter moved into a shack in La Jolla, California, where he fell into deep alcohol abuse. Now, what's crazy to me is like you had millions of dollars, right? You spent all of that money and now you have to live in a shack? Probably. Like it's given like y'all just play the life of like a mash game. Like, you had mm. the mansion, now you're in the shack. What? So his story grew to include that Margaret was in a league with the Jehovah Witnesses who were out to get him. Okay. The few reporters that were still interested in Walter ran his stories, so Margaret sued him. During the trial, the judge challenged them both to a paint-off in the middle of court in front of everybody. Oh my God, Jonathan, you were right. They had a paint-off in court.
0: And so then what happened?
1: Can you imagine being on this jury and it's like, okay, now they're about to do the paint off. I can't what? believe
0: I predicted the paint off you guys. I you didn't did. even know that. So, the that
1: so they were judged on how they painted a child with big eyes. Margaret painted hers in 53 minutes. Cause remember she was down there cranking them out like on the assembly line. Walter said he couldn't because he had a sore shoulder. You got a painted injury. Okay. She won the case. Of course. He was like, oh, my shoulder. I pulled my paint. This is my good painting shoulder. Oh, can't do it. What? sir. Margaret was awarded $4 million, which she never saw because Walter had pissed their fortune away. By the 70s, the big-eyed children fell out of popularity and occasionally even to mockery. Walter died in 2000, several years after giving up drinking. Margaret found God with the Jehovah Witnesses. She moved to Hawaii, and the tone of her paintings became more cheerful with her big-eyed children swimming in tropical seas with the fish. She can be seen in a cameo of the 2014 Tim Burton film Big Eyes, based on her story. Margaret Keene passed on June 26, 2022, at the age Age of ninety four. Okay, I'm glad that Margaret got to live a second life and live to ninety four. Okay, yeah. Did these her stuff photos are get happier.
0: successful? Did it get successful later?
1: I don't know about that, but she did end up, you know, in a Tim Burton film. So she got some Tim Burton coins.
0: God, poor thing. What a yeah. life.
1: Oh, Margaret. Oh, she's so cute. Plus, Damn, she Margaret. didn't get to
0: celebrate birthdays and stuff. Fuck. Mm-mm.
1: She was down bad and sad. Sorry, Margaret. The times were tough for women back then, as they are now. Ain't that crazy? But guys, it's time for our last, our saddest segment of the show, because it's the last one, where eventually I'm going to have to let Jonathan go. It's time for Scammer of the Week. So Scammer of the Week is where we honor one charlatan who's worthy of our praise. Or maybe not. We'll see. Today we're talking about... Ooh, let's see. While pre-approved credit cards often pop up in mailboxes, one day a woman opened her mailbox to find a stack of 70 Chase Bank credit cards waiting for her. What? The cards were issued to 70 completely different strangers, all on Tina Kumar's account. Somehow, Chase Bank never raised a red flag when 70 names were added to one woman's account. That was particularly concerning when each envelope contained two cards with two different names and her account number. When she called the number on the back, suddenly all 70 cards were activated. When Tina finally was able to get a hold of customer service, they said someone logged into her account and added 70 names. All at once. The bank immediately closed the account and issued her a new card, along with a promise that the manager would call her back. But the call never came. And no explanation was given as to why 70 users could have been added to Tina's account, but no one was noticing. (laughs) So what the hell was that about? So, Tina, I don't think that you are You got scammed here. Like, you're not the scammer of the week. There's some mysterious person out there who got away with adding 70 names to your credit card account.
0: That makes me think of this article i just read about this kid who stole like 14 million dollars of bitcoin mm-hmm. um and he did it by like part of what taught him about like hacking and stuff was like he would have people's like like phone accounts but he would mm-hmm. get employees from like sprint and verizon and at&t because he needed someone from the inside to like flip their stuff so mm-hmm. he would like go offer like or $4,000 because they weren't making that much money anyway. And he would just like find someone that was like down to clown with the scam Mm -hmm. and he would get into all these. But interesting. I feel like that must have been like, that sounds like an inside job, like someone from the bank. And that's why the manager isn't reaching out because... There's someone from inside the bank that did that.
1: Yeah, it's giving internal. It's giving like internal investigation, and they didn't want it to get out. Seventy
0: accounts in one foul swoop, and like get out of here.
1: No, it would definitely have pinged some flags. So it's giving like somebody a chase, ran up a bag real quick, and got out. Seventy cards. Why did you have them come? I mean, look. Big big banking industry has scammed us over and over and over again. So I don't even know if I'm mad at the 70 card scammer on the other side, especially because no, Martina got her money names back. And
0: their credit, it's their credit. It's those other 70 people. Yeah. But, or, oh, but I well, I don't know. I can't. It, it's too many scams. I can't even think about it. Right.
1: Though. I mean, but guys, it's always just another way for us to remember. Like, check your cards. You're never too big to sign your own checks. Check check your bank statements because people will charge you. They will try to get over on you. I always say if you go to the hospital and you built to your insurance, even if you built to your insurance, get an itemized because you'll be surprised when stuff just starts falling off of that hospital bill because they put all kind of cotton swab fees, Band-Aid fees, you know, opening and closing the curtain fee, you know, <laughs> and, and you can get that stuff taken off. So you just have to really be vigilant out here because everybody's trying to do crime. Crime is very popping. It's very sexy in the zeitgeist right now. <laughs>
0: It really is. It's very 2022. It really is.
1: It is. It's a moment. Crime is having a moment. Okay. Oh. And it's I I don't think it's going away. I think that uh scams, she is the moment. They are the she moment. She is the
0: moment. They really are. <laughs> a scam's a plenty queen.
1: Yes, the baddest bitch. But guys, that brings us to the end of a fantastic episode. Jonathan, you have the best energy. This is so oh. wild. Thank yes. you so much yes.
0: having me. I had so much fun. We
1: always ask on this podcast, where would you like to be found?
0: Oh, where would I like to be So found? any
1: socials, anything you want to plug? Oh, like I was like, where, I was like see. on a beach
0: in the Caribbean, probably. <laughs> um, yes. No, it's like, yeah, at JVN. You can follow our my podcast, at Curious at JVN. Um, we're doing the most over there. It's all about curiosity and just kind of, like, figuring out the world around us, like, how did we get so fucked up, but, like, with some fun, and, um, yeah, at JVN Hair, we're doing a lot over there, although, so at JVN, at Curious JVN, at JVN Hair, we're doing all the stuff, and thanks for having me on.
1: Yes, and Jonathan, you are very curious, so if y'all want to hear more of his curiosity, because he was so curious on this podcast, y'all get into his show, get into these books, get into this hair, you have mm. fantastic hair. Thank
0: you, you really honey. just have the best I hair. gave you a little bun today because it's like really hot in NOLA, but sometimes it is really good.
1: And I love a hairstylist who has nice hair because I trust them more. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, I, shout, shout out to the bald hairstylist. I know that we don't always get a choice in being bald, but it's just something about a hairstylist with gray hair that I'm like, I trust you. Like, put your hands uh, in my hair. You uh, get it. Any yes. day, anytime. time. Oh, yes. yes. And guys, as always, you can find us at scamgoddesspod at gmail.com if you want to snitch on your friends and family. You can find me at D-I-V-A-L-A-C ID Valisi on all platforms. If you'd like to follow the show and see all the photos and extra information and shenanigans, scam got his pod on all platforms. Guys, I'm pretty sure I can announce this. Maybe I'll have to take it out. But season three of iCarly is happening, y'all. So I will be back on your television screen doing my normal crimes. Also Lopez V Lopez. You know, so we're out here. We're doing TV crimes. We're doing audio crimes. I got y'all. Wherever you want to see me. Congregation, stay scheming. This has been an Earwolf production in association with Team Coco. Scam Goddess stars and is hosted by me, Lacey Mosley, a.k.a. Scam Goddess. It's produced by Judith Cargbo, engineered by Marina Fais, and researched by Kaylin Brandt. Stay scheming! This has been a Team
0: Coco production in association with Earwolf. You've been listening to an episode of Scam Goddess featuring me, Jonathan Van Ness, a.k.a. Slut. You'll find links to Scam Goddess and Lacey Mosey's work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode of Getting Curious. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Curious with JVN. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Zara Krim.